Welcome back to the Speedy Arrowcast. I'm your host Dan Morin, and I am joined by, you know, we're all we're all not just the Speedy Arrowcast. We're all the Green Arrow here. I am joined by my fellow Green Arrows, John Moltz. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that would seem weird to me. My fellow Green Arrows. Okay. But, well, okay. we'll get there. And Dan yeah. Guy English, the presenting sponsor of the Speedy Arrowcast <laughs> is Cord Industries. Court Industries, we make things for you to steal. <laughs> uh, yeah, enter code SPEEDY at checkout, and you get 100% of your order for free because it's been stolen. Right. They call it the five-finger discount. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, All you got to do is boost a truck. Yeah, this is the, you, they will tell you where the truck is. It's like, it's like when you get your stuff delivered, right? And like they tell you, where the, you know, yeah. when you're going to get delivered. This just tells you where the truck's going to be so you can take it for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> we are, of course, here to discuss season six, episode three of Arrow, entitled "Next of Kin," uh, which is an interesting episode for a few different ways. Uh, but I think, I think I'm going to do this one since I don't okay. think I've done one yet this this year. Uh, yeah, and not that we noticed or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and John talk about this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> On the down low. Uh, and that is, so, so this episode kicks off with something kind of different, which is to say Oliver is still doing the voiceover, but it's a new voiceover. And specifically, we get a voiceover of him talking about how he decided he couldn't be the Green Arrow anymore, so he asked Diggle to do it. And we get his name is John Diggle, and he is the Green Arrow. Uh, which leads directly into our episode, which starts with Diggle suited up as the Green Arrow, and the team are out trying to catch Faust, who we lost, uh, last saw in the company of Black, uh, Black Siren in the first episode of the season. Uh, there's a pretty cool stunt where John dives off a building, like swan dive style, and then has Dinah use the canary cry to like push him onto a nearby like rooftop. Uh, which is pretty cool, and I appreciate at least that it looked like he doesn't. He hits a car on the way down. Like somebody, I, I love how brutal wind, the landing was. Somebody's yeah. windshield gets smashed on the way down, so it's like yeah, not without property damage. Yeah, not without collateral damage there. Uh, but they do manage to nab Faust, even though uh, as uh, he no- he John notes when they get back to the lair, he didn't use any arrows, and he's worried sooner or later somebody is going to realize that. Um, sooner sooner, way way sooner Uh, Felicity and Curtis however are working on a solution we also get a check in with Dinah about John's nerve damage which he's like is totally fine now just that degenerative nerve damage cleared right up (laughs) Um, so he's off taking the lead of the team and meanwhile we have Oliver who is basically trying to be dad of the year Uh, William is worried about an upcoming math test, and Oliver gives more bad parenting advice. My notes say, (laughs) Oliver, still trying to dad. Um, uh, We uh, have an encounter with Agent Watson, with with Ollie and Quentin, who notes, hey, the green arrow, not so much in the firing arrows department. (laughs) Uh, Watson's smart enough to realize that somebody else is probably wearing the hood, but still, essentially, Oliver is... Let's let's use the hot word of the day. Oliver's colluding in some way with <laughs> the person in the the Green Arrow. Uh, yeah, uh, we also have a discussion, interesting discussion here between um, sort of Oliver and Quentin after Watson leaves about whether or not uh, supporting the Green Arrow is undercutting the SCPD. 
which is still trying to rebuild after the events of episode one. Meanwhile, at Cord Industries, a strange lady shows up in their server room, knocks everybody out, and plugs something into a computer. Uh, when the cops show up, they basically say everybody, you know, basically is dead of blood force trauma. Uh, Dinah talking to Curtis and Felicity is basically told to like plug something into the computer and download the information. Uh, meanwhile, Quentin mentions uh, that Oliver needs to do some damage control on the whole Green Arrow thing and suggests perhaps trying to find a way to work with the councilwoman who is trying to introduce anti-vigilante legislation. Uh, Oliver's not thrilled with this idea since it essentially means like hanging John and everybody else out to dry. Um, Oliver goes to Felicity for parenting advice. Felicity's working on the startup with Curtis. Has, they have decided to not call it Oracle, uh, which... <laughs> So <laughs> it's like I get that you're going for the the Batman joke here, but Oracle right. also giant software company. So. I didn't I didn't even think of the Batman thing. I was like Oracle. I just got a Red Cross through it, and it made me think of Sun, which recently just got destroyed by all. Anyway, whatever. I, I got into the weird tech business side of things and went right over my head. The Batman joke. <laughs> And we've already had the Oracle joke on, done guy. on this show, so this is the this is yeah. Right. I know, I know. It's like I a second bite of the game. apple. Sorry, guys, I got to get my head back in the game. Get, yeah, yeah. I've, I got a right. I got a guy that I'm meeting in the alley after. You got we'll get there. Degenerative. We'll get there. Something disease. Um, yeah. Degenerative humors disease. <laughs> your humors are your humors are my humors are degenerate. They're imbalanced. Ill humors. Um, so Oliver talks to Felicity about the whole thing with William, and, and Felicity offers some some pretty sage parenting advice for somebody who is not a parent. Um, meanwhile, there's a truck. <laughs> it has two parents. Well, her mom's really good, but her dad's not so great. Her mom is... I her love mom her had mom her is, problems early Her mom on. is a she fantastic character, now. but yeah, like, seems like maybe yeah. that wasn't... Yeah. Um, so there is a truck uh, transporting the, basically, uh, from Court Industries some crazy nerve gas uh they're worried team arrow is worried that the person who took out the court industries people was looking for this because she downloaded information about it um so they preemptively stopped the truck and in one of <laughs> i think my favorite scenes this season if not in this entire show involves like first starting with the two truck drivers arguing about music and singing uh, along and then John sitting in Green Arrow outfit in the cab with them and just delivering the line, you have terrible taste in music in the Arrow voice. It's so much funnier than if it was Ollie because John is just yeah. this hulking huge yeah, right. dude. Right. Like he barely fits. He's totally squeezed in there like a cartoon. It's, it's, awesome. it's also just funny how they keep having to find ways to use trucks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, there's not it's clearly. Like, we need another truck heist. How can we change this one? <laughs> trucks like, are cheap. Literally, there was literally nothing else that they can think of doing. It has to be a truck. Yeah, hang on. There's, a con- there's a contractual obligation. There's a kickback from the trucking industry. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess they're deep in the pocket of big, big, big truck. I wonder if they just bought a truck and three motorcycles, like episode one, <laughs> and they're just like, well, that's in our entire vehicle budget for eight years. I well, I got so. bad news then because uh, mm. our mystery woman shows up and essentially drops what I at first thought might be like T spheres because they kind of look like that, but I guess are just flashbangs. Uh, it's never yeah. explained entirely because they make a point of like saying, how could they see, how come they weren't blinded by the flashbangs? Mm-hmm. 
I don't think they ever actually explain that, even though Team Arrow comes up later comes up with a countermeasure. But they yeah. don't they don't really explain how it works for the the bad guys. Oh, I mean, I just figured they have the countermeasure in their eyes. In, like, well, they're wearing contacts or something. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm fine with they, it. Like, if you're never, carrying a thing that you yeah. know, like, you know what it is. I'm gonna. They just I'm don't build it. Make they close their eyes. Sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Solved. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, if you're gonna carry a mega flashbang, you're gonna have a countermeasure for it, right? Yeah. Like, it's called blinking. Yeah. Um. So they are stealing the gas out of it, and uh, she is also shot Diggle. Uh, fortunately, non-fatally. Uh, there's a moment where Diggle has to make a choice whether to go after the truck, which is careening down towards some homes, or the lady and the gas that she's stolen. Diggle freezes. Uh, Renee and Dinah decide to go after the truck, and it basically hits a bunch of houses and explodes. So there goes their truck budget. Um, we have to, uh, back at the lair, they figure out who this person is. Her name is Onyx Adams. She was leading a CIA black squad, and she's basically trying to uh like she's like a mercenary uh, who stole a bunch of gold and so they're not really sure what her deal is yet but they're trying to track her down um oliver sends quentin to try and quash the anti-vigilante legislation uh the team concludes that onyx is actually cleaning up loose ends by killing off her former squad mates and there's one left um renee shows up to talk to oliver he's worried that dig can't handle the pressure and because he froze in the field and so Ollie goes and gives a pep talk to Dig and notes how funny it is that usually it was the other way around. And Oliver was brooding in the lair when Dig gives, comes to give him a pep talk. But, you know, he's saying he, he knows where Diggle is coming from. So he tells him to, to sort of let himself off the hook. He's way better with this pep talk than he is with, like, tutoring his son on math. <laughs> um, yeah, but that makes a bit of sense, right? <laughs> no, Oliver's clearly a math genius. I don't see why that makes any sense. <laughs> uh they strike a deal where felicity is going to tutor william um uh we get a uh, i have in my notes that we have a uh oh we have a season one callback during the pep talk which is cool which is when oliver points out that dig was the one who got him to start looking beyond the list uh, in the episode with the family of bank robbers so that's a nice little callback to uh to an early episode um felicity goes to tutor william oliver delivers monte cristos made on waffles is that a thing it is I, now I, it sounds interesting i've had monte cristos not on waffles but yeah yeah that seems i don't know maybe they couldn't it's afford usually french toast right? yeah it's usually french toast maybe they couldn't afford yeah. good good bread right uh they use all their money on that truck <laughs> Uh, the team decide knows where um, Onyx is going to be next, and the missing guy is. So they move out, but, but first they have their countermeasures in place. Uh, so this time, when she throws off flashbangs, they are wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, sunglasses. That should do it. I know. It is- I know. They're special sunglasses. Whatever. It's still it's hilarious. hilarious that they bother building them into the masks. Like yes. Well, they built yeah, really? Renee's mask. Do, just wear some goggles. Just pink goggles. Yeah, they You're wear. Fine. They put them in Renee's mask, and they like slide down. But like, Dig yeah. and everybody else are just wearing like Ray Bans. <laughs> um, there is uh, basically they uh, don't manage to catch Onyx before she sets off the gas. Um, there's a whole complicated fight scene, um, but a brilliantly executing choreographed fight scene where Dig fights Onyx basically through a limo. Uh, on top of, inside of, outside of, 
It's really good. Uh, yeah. It's really well choreographed. It's just a very, a very nice action sequence. Yeah. And um, the camera stays inside the, the camera right. stays inside it's the a car. static camera that, yeah. that we get and it has a number of great shots including like knives coming through the ceiling and people getting smashed through the window it's really it's well done yeah. um meanwhile the rest of the team evacuates everybody and essentially they do a combination of curtis blowing up a wall and dinah trying to like blow all the gas out using the canary cry kind of cool clever solution uh and they manage to basically wrap up the bad guys uh back at the lair uh everybody is having congratulatory champagne and they bring up the arrow problem again and uh, and curtis and felicity have constructed the green monster uh name after my own heart i guess it's a it's it's appropriate given that the exteriors are all shot in boston uh it's essentially a it's not quite a crossbow it's basically a harpoon gun i guess sort of (laughs) like it's a gun that shoots full-size arrows um which is wacky and it looks like for a second I thought like it was kind of the thing where the like you know bow parts of it like flip out, um, but it doesn't even seem to do that. It just seems to be a gun that kind of looks like a crossbow that shoots arrows. <laughs> uh, they do a test where they use the tennis ball thing and and throw a bunch of tennis ball tennis balls against the wall and Diggle nails all of them in true Diggle fashion, which raises an eyebrow for Dinah and and Dig <laughs> says, you know, hell, I told you, Tremor's totally gone. <laughs> Um, Oliver does some savvy politicking, realizing he can't beat the anti-vigilante bill, and so he finds some loophole that basically lets him turn it into a citywide referendum, which I thought was clever and kind of interesting. Um, we see Watson has expanded her purview in investigating Oliver and is now investigating Dig as well as the rest of the team. Um, Oliver shows up at Felicity's and gives her a key to his apartment and has a uh, a sweet conversation in which he says that William and his lives would both be better with her in it, and then they make out. <laughs> <laughs> my, my notes say kiss, kiss, kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, That's in the better. last episode, we have the seedy part of town, and we know that because there are neon signs saying "girls, girls, girls." Uh, <laughs> a briefcase is exchanged, and we see none other than our good friend John Diggle injecting himself with some sort of spooky drug that apparently is uh curing his nerve tremors but at what cost (laughs) his immortal soul could be his moral soul and something i want to point out from the beginning of the episode which we didn't talk about last week although it was there as well is they've changed the title graphic oh yeah uh, so that when it comes in at the beginning during the arrow on the title card they have all the logos from the whole team which is kind of an interesting move. Um, yeah, so there's like a canary good. logo. I'm not sure. I, I haven't logo. watched it closely enough to pick out what whose logo is what. I think there's Spartan, Wild Dog, Canary, Mr. Terrific. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's where it is. And then the arrow. Well, maybe not Spartan. Spartan I guess Spartan, is, Spartan has been retired. So Wild Dog, Canary, Mr. Terrific. Is Overwatch yeah. get a logo? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's the thing. I haven't really. So I, it's yeah, just the, uh, it's funny uh, when they bring out the green monster and 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 Diggle's like, "My tremor's gone." I my parentheses. I have my notes in parentheses. I'm not convinced John's tremor is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for a second, I didn't know if they were gonna like actually hand wave it away, which seemed that's crazy what I thought. To me, that's what I thought. I because my note uh, when I first wrote that note, I said that seemingly cures degenerative nerve damage. The crossbow does. It's like, so, why would you have even brought that? Like, why would you have even like pegged it as degenerative nerve mm-hmm. damage if you were going to cure it? And then, of course, we right. got the stinger, which makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. So I'm going to take the win on the, uh, the reverse demon in a bottle action <laughs> going on here. First oh, yeah. of all, Ollie we, gives Ollie gives yeah. up the suit, and uh, <laughs> Diggle now becomes a basically drug. Good for you, guy. Now, I like this episode, and then the more I thought about it, they really hung Diggle out to dry in this one. How do you figure? Uh, they make him a poor leader. Mm, like I always true. had, I always had backup and somebody backing my play when I was a leader. Uh, I don't think that's in evidence based on his character that we've seen. I would tend to agree. I, I felt it weird that he froze up in the decision making, but I wondered if yeah. some of that was the, the result drug. of not just That's, the drug, but well, so here's the thing, not just the drug, but the, his whole experience with having let the team down multiple times in the past couple episodes, right? Like he was the, the look on his face when he can't like shoot somebody in the first couple because he's worried he's going to miss or hit his teammate is like he looks terrified and i wonder if some of that is him covering up for the fact that like yes he has physical nerve damage but it's also taken a psychological toll on him so i i agree up until the point where he actually says like his excuse or his explanation at least is that in the like previously he always had somebody to, to have his back like he was always an underling which i just don't find fits his character Right, but do you think he's saying that because he still doesn't want to tell Ollie that he, you know... Well, he's talking to Dinah at that point. Oh, sorry. That's fair. Uh, but he also so, may not want to figure, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's in denial. Just, I don't know. Maybe. But I just, that rationale does not fit with his character. I agree. So yeah. they kind of threw him under the bus. The other thing that got me, uh, so... Uh, uh, a lot of like black nerd Twitter got all excited about this because uh, Diggle is going to be the Green Arrow, uh, only to be sorely let down by the, you know, right. the image of a black dude shooting up in the alleyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a bit of a that's a bit of a bummer when you uh, come back to this show being all excited and then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your hero characters basically a, a stereotypical. Yeah. Well, and, and the well, thing, except I mean, the, the thing about the about the Green Arrow lore though is also just that it's the the, the, I, the drug yeah. use thing is is a big deal in the Green I, Arrow I lore. I tend to agree. I see this as, as more of like, well, so, they're giving they're giving Diggle more latitude, and, and they're going to tell a more f- complete story with him. Yeah, I hope which so. I'm really yeah. happy to see because he's been like he's been our favorite since basically episode one. Like. Uh, just this felt a little bit like I could see why people yeah. were not. Right. Well, the, it's a weird, yeah, thrilled, it's an unfortunate. With this one. Right. It yeah. is the, right. the, I mean, I feel, I feel like it comes from the arrow lore more, I mean, much more than going to some too. sort of, stere- you know, sure, some sort the, of the optics, horrible stereotype. The optics but, aren't great. Yes, but yeah, I agree. The big question for me is we haven't seen, like, we haven't gotten an idea of what the downside is, right? Like, so he's taking these drugs, and it seems to have fixed his nerve problem. We we haven't seen, unless you count the, like, dithering on, like, when he needs to make a decision, we haven't seen what the adverse effects of this are. I don't think anybody believes there won't be, because then no, why would he be buying it? a Faustian bargain. It, it's it's sterility, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Nothing good ever happened under a girl's girl, girl <laughs> sign in the back alley. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting up. It's not, doesn't doesn't work out well. That's how my parents met. No, I just. <laughs> cool man you know what they really settled down and they raised a, a real great son so good for them 
but there's, there's always I, an exception. There, there is a yeah. question of what, like, you know, usually in that kind of, you know, deal with the devil, something, some, there is, there are consequences. And, and that's going to be the, answer. the way they yeah. play that and the way they handle that, I think, is going to go a long way to is what kind of story you're going to tell, right? I I agree. And, right, in order to give Diggle an arc, he starts off pretty awesome, frankly. He's right. he's the wise, badass dude on the team. I know he always has been. So you need to kind of take he, him down he a needs little a bit in order, to, in order to build yeah, him up, right? Yeah. Uh, I, just the specifics of the circumstance were a little bit... Uh, uh, first of all, I didn't notice the first time. I thought, well, that's seedy and weird. But uh, some people were legitimately upset, and I, I see their perspective, and I would feel bad mm-hmm. if I just said, I love this episode without actually addressing yeah. the real concern. Yeah. And I love the episode, too, but I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right. There, there are some, regardless of what, the way they're playing it, the, the appearance of it is yeah. potentially troubling. So, yeah. You know, that's... especially when you come in all excited and you want some more. Mm-hmm. But segueing off that uh, into the silliest moment, did you notice it? What do you think the silliest moment of this episode is? It's a pop quiz, and you've got about <laughs> you five think, seconds. You think it's the part where I, I was saying the part in the truck? No, that's intentionally silly. Oh, okay. This is unintentionally silly. Not the sunglasses. Just... No. Nope. Uh... I don't know. So they, they go into that uh, where they're setting off the uh, the gas. The hotel. And they're all on the balcony above. Oh, and the slow motion when they all jump down? They have a... Oh. <laughs> Here's the awesome thing. Here's what's so good about it. They <laughs> do slow motion action deployment, which is a little overwrought, but cool. What happens when they get to the ground? They convene a book club. They just all stand around in a, in, in a little bevy together, <laughs> have a chat, and then go and do stuff. Why did you do the action thing <laughs> to jump into your book club? That's how I go do into the book, all club, my book clubs. Do the book club upstairs and then do the action thing. Yeah. I, anyway, I think I, I think I, I my my note there is that they jumped down in awesome vision. <laughs> I really wanted one of them to botch filmed, it. Filmed in awesome vision. I they wanted, did. I think that's what struck me so much about like the cut to like they all just assemble and have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I did want you didn't like, jump into action. You I just, did want like Curtis to botch it. Curtis to botch it on the way down because like it felt like it was going to happen. Like he's like jumping over a yeah. railing. You just wanted him to be yeah. like whoa. And he's the third one too. It's like the uh, like the tubby cop in the in the uh, in, in the cop movie. You know, like all the awesome guys make it over the stuff, and he just kind of fumbles. Yeah. Except he's a, but, except he's supposed to be like a like an Olympic athlete. Yeah, I mean, that is that's true. You know, they yeah. they never they done a great job. It would have been that would have been. Going overboard on the uh, the slapstick, he does like yeah. a, like a somersault on the way down. <laughs> um, I forget yeah. what he was he track and field. I can't remember what he was supposed to do. Yeah, decathlon, uh, decathlon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. decathlon. Him and yeah. uh, Victor Freeze from uh, from Batman and Robin. <laughs> he was a decathlete. I'm pretty sure he was. I'm pretty sure that's how they retcon having Arnold Schwarzenegger play. I'm like, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, he's an expert scientist and an Olympic decathlete. <laughs> That makes no sense. It doesn't, but like your Arnold. Arnold is not built like a decathlete at all. Anyway, that's true. I can't I believe. Read, I read though that 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 movie created that whole backstory about his wife. Um, what? Which is now you know Whoa. part of his real story in the comic the, book. What's the most interesting part about that character? Which is, yeah, which I think is terrific. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Which part of it? 
That that he was, you know, the reason that he turned to crime was to try and save his wife. No, that's from the animated series. That goes way back before. before Is that before? Bat- oh, that's yeah. before the movie. Oh, they have the Bat- Mr. Free Story okay. in the animated series is like early '90s. Batman and Robin's not until right. like mid to late '90s. Okay, okay. Don't, okay. Don't I didn't give that know that they credit. I, 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 I knew that I'll, they I'll did see, it in I'll the animated series. I'll see if I can series. find my source. Okay, yeah. But either, either way, that's the best part, and I would prefer it to be the animated series. I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I'm about <laughs> 90% sure that it's the animated series, because I remember, okay. like, the ballerina animated in, like, the, like, music box. Pretty sure. Anyway. Right. Yeah. This is not the Gotham podcast. <laughs> no. Um, Although, yeah. Gotham. Yeah, nope, we're not. We're, we're stay on target. <laughs> we don't have all the. T- we don't have the time to talk about Gotham too. You know what? They have very few trucks in Gotham. <laughs> that is that true. <laughs> to their to their credit, there are very few truck heists. Um, Cord Industries also gets robbed way less on every other show. <laughs> they mentioned the Cord Industries CEO a couple times, and I stopped and turned on captions yep. to see if they actually mentioned a name, but they don't. Uh, no, I assume I, it's too. not Ted Cord in this case because you feel like they would just mention that. I don't know why they're holding off on that so much. I mean, is there... You would have to do a totally new version of that character, really, because in some ways, Ray Palmer, the version of Ray Palmer they did is very Ted Cordish. Well, I mean, you could have him be the old... uh, The original... Image Comics? Not Image Comics. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Charlatan Comics. Version of Blue Beetle. He's just a guy who dresses up. Yeah, he's just a guy who dresses up and fights people. Yeah. We already have those in this town, though. <laughs> yeah, but I do love the idea that Ted Cord is just not going to take it anymore, and he starts dressing up as a vigilante hero to, only to protect his own his own stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all he does. Uh, yeah, that's makes sense. Good. I like that. Um, I like uh, you know, it's it's a tough episode where you have to have like Renee going behind Diggs back uh to go like you know basically to to call dad in and be like you know you gotta you gotta help dig but i feel like it's very much i totally bought it from renee as a character because it feels I think he would have yeah very he did much. say something to dig's face right he does say like you know you got to make a call and he he does give him a hard well, time yeah, about doing it in the yeah. moment and then after it he kind of yells at him in the bunker yep yeah okay yep. so that that does fit his character i mean not saying anything and then going to whine to Ollie. Yes, does not I, seem like his style. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, it seems like I think he it's got a little, upset. I think, I think Diggle would have been a little bit madder at him, but maybe it's you know because he knows that he's oh he knows maybe he's he feels up. like he is a little bit of a fraud that he. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's how I'm taking it. I, yeah. I think he knows he's screwed up, and he does the you know he does the like it won't happen again thing. But like you know, it's tough when you have not only your teammates lives on the line but innocent civilians somehow nobody died in that like when the truck crashed into the house they say everybody made it out okay but like two people are in critical condition i think that i mean the the guards obviously died but that was <laughs> nothing yeah. n- nothing to be done about that <laughs> but so the other thing that where nobody died was this incredibly poisonous poison gas which did it, nothing to nobody. It dissipates slowly. You know, it, it really takes a while. It's very heavy. <laughs> just, but, I mean, they show what happens to it in an open area, and then they blow out the door and then blow it out yeah. into the city. Right. Which is fine, I yeah. guess. But. It's, yeah. 
It's hand wavy. Whatever. All it's that, it's all a gaseous happens, MacGuffin. They talk about it in the video, mm-hmm. and they're like, look what happened. It's really awful, and it's like, there's dead people being covered by sheets, and it's like, I don't know, that's bad, but it's not, like, super yeah, gruesome. Yeah. Like, that yeah, reminds Chekhov's me... Gun, Chekhov's gun was shooting blanks on that one. Yeah, they, didn't, not, they did not have the budget <laughs> for that, but they reminded me of a scene earlier in the episode that first, uh, when they the SCPD comes in to investigate Court Industries, they pull a sheet over one dude slumped over at his desk... And it felt, I felt like that guy gets a sheet. Nobody else does. <laughs> also, it was just super awkward to have them pull a sheet over a guy slumped at a desk because <laughs> it just made him look like a ghost. Like, <laughs> just a weird, it was slightly odd. Um, what do you guys think about this anti vigilante? It's just fun to, first of all, it's fun to say anti vigilante. It's just enjoyable. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> rolls right that, up. That should be a villain name. Anti vigilante. She's she's like, yeah. She's she's anti vigilante. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, is that a, is that a Cisco creation? Or if you prefer, anti vigilante. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Uh, a sponsor. You know, be, be interesting. So to see what you mean just like the the uh, the voting thing, like the the referendum. Well, I feel like this is going to be a, a, this is going to be a thread for this. Like this is a yeah. Like we're, now we're going to have this in the background. Is like the right. how does the the public feel about vigilantes because they make a good point about like well yes still against the law but we also have these circumstances where you know if you turn it over to the public and the public is routinely getting saved by these people then they may have a very different perspective on it from the people making the laws mm, they are the people making the laws no 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 you no. don't get you don't get to vote like that you no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying from the people enacting from the legislature. No, no. Okay, yes, I understand what you mean. Uh, in in the larger picture, the people have a mechanism through which they can achieve this. Yes, but this is TV lawmaking. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, they did just make up a thing where it suddenly turns it into a referendum, right? Which seems like the worst idea to run anything. <laughs> well, that's my <laughs> question. Is like, how do you like? Is it? I think it's interesting that they are taking this approach of going to the population of this city, which is routinely getting rescued by vigilantes, right? Whereas it's very different to have your city councilor standing up there and being like, vigilantes are illegal and bad, and we should, like, catch these people. And meanwhile, you're, you know, if your average person on the street saying, yeah, but why are you spending all of your time trying to catch these vigilantes who are saving people instead of stopping the people stealing trucks? Well, half the time it's the vigilante stealing the trucks. <laughs> so, so you're saying you're we're in doing, favor we're of doing this. uninvited ride-alongs. All right, so guy, right. you're you're seem to be staking out this position that you are in favor of the anti-vigilante bill. That's what I'm hearing here. No, no, what to say? No, I'm just in favor of cold hard realism, Dan. <laughs> Why are you watching this show? Exactly. Yeah, really, you're exactly. you're definitely watching the wrong show. Well, I don't even like the show. I just like talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the giggles. Um, yeah. No, no, I'm not. I, f- so first of all, I liked that uh, Quentin Flo did a thing where uh, Ollie could look like he's supporting the police office, uh, the police force by uh, supporting this anti-vigilante bill. Uh, and then Ollie's like, "Well, I can't dress up, Diggle, and then at the same time support a bill that's going to make him a criminal." 
I, you know, I think this is going to go to the heart and soul of the city versus uh, the hard, heavy hand of the feds coming in. That's where I think it's going to end up. Yeah. I am one, like convinced that the city is going to side with uh, Team Arrow. Oh, yeah, I would I think I so. I mean... <laughs> and, but the feds are going to come in there and try to muck Given the history and, of the city... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, think they'd be, be they would be foolish to do anything else. Multiple attacks by <laughs> armies I, and people planting bombs, and <laughs> yeah, this is not right. your average city, right? Like this is not mm-hmm. like your your real world city with serious crime problems. This is your comic book city where you know supervillains decide to like level a whole portion of the city, or you know send enhanced soldiers in, <laughs> or have magic to fight people. So, you know, I, this reminds me a little bit of the end of season four, where we have Oliver as Oliver doing the, like, pep talk to the, the people in yeah. the city, which yeah, basically like got that. him elected. I, yeah. No, I mean, I think, well, through a write-in ballot, whatever. I don't <laughs> even want to think about their politics. But I do think that uh, we're going to see the, the feds versus the people, and it's going to enable the writers to talk about mm-hmm. uh, Things. Yes, things. Politics <laughs> in general. And I think that's I think that's the setup is that the people are good. The feds are bad and uh with the depth that they covered the gun issue. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Guns have been solved, man. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, those guys were mainly yeah. using flashbangs. Think about if they had not solved the gun problem. Uh, I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of police officers just got killed. Yeah, that was with a bomb, John. That's they haven't <laughs> solved the bomb. I problem. think a lot of them got shot too, though. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. only outlaws have guns. Those yeah, those people were from out of town. Um, yeah. I think you're you're, you're right about Mr. You're, Freeze. You're, by the way, I don't know I where I read that, but yeah. But I mean, obviously, that makes much more sense. Yeah, because that was a great TV show as opposed to a yes. really crappy I know, movie. Which, which was why I always thought it was, which I, why I thought it was odd. <laughs> but I did read well, that. I mean, I didn't make that up myself. I read that. I think I read that in a review or something um, of somebody like talking about like Batman movies. And oh, it was probably maybe somebody who was only like, familiar with the movies and not the TV show. So yeah, trying uh, desperately to find anything nice to say about that movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, balance. Balance is important. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Fair and balanced. That's what we're about. Patrick Patrick Stewart was apparently considered for that role. Well, that would oh, have been man. a lot better. But it would have been a lot better. Still would have been a terrible movie. Still probably, probably. Would have been a terrible. So movie. it's probably just as well he didn't do it. I don't know. I could have him hamming it up would be fun. Like I can't think of a. I can't think of a movie with him being like a hammed up goof. Yeah, there's probably Dude. one somewhere. <laughs> I don't know, but we had a lot of dead air with that question. We did, yeah, right. We, we, we all pondered that. The, the gerbils question. all started running real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Got nowhere, but they did run. It'll it'll be fine when it's printed out. It'll it'll look okay. So uh, just say pause. <laughs> what do, what do we think about this uh, Felicity Oliver action? I'm in favor of it. I, I yeah, okay. I'm in favor of it as long as it doesn't you know lead us back into another loop of. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I'm, like you I'm can't with... go down that path again. Like, <laughs> really? Come on, guys. She... <laughs> unlike the unlike the path of whether or not Oliver is a killer. Are you suggesting yeah. that there? There's that. that? There's you suggesting is Ollie a killer? <laughs> is the police pro or anti vigilante? Mm-hmm. Is the truck driving on the left or the right side of the road when they hijack it? <laughs> I was gonna say, are you comparing <laughs> and their is relationship o- to Oliver a truck? and Felicity? That needs off. to be hijacked. Those, those are the, yeah. <laughs> Those are, I, those are the, the I pillars just, of the just, stool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I I am in favor of their relationship. Me too. And yes. you know, I, everybody I enjoyed seemed to the be show acting. a lot more when they were they were um, they were adults and getting along. And they, you know, it's like <laughs> these shows like feel like they have to rush every single element. And um, I think they rushed them to get engaged, and then yeah. they had to you know undo that because nobody wants them to be married. So I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, this is seems nice, normal ish. Given the circumstances, kind of slow burn. They clearly care until, about each other until Ollie has to until Ollie has to hide something from her. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's good. I think that's going to land on Diggle this year. Yeah, Ollie seems to be pretty up and on the up and up. Yeah, he's so turned far, he's turned over been, a new leaf. He's making he's making scrambled eggs. He's making Monte <laughs> Cristos. He really needs yeah. cooking lessons. <laughs> but wait, he's an awesome cook. <laughs> Is, Wait, oh, did that's we right. just yeah, that's find right. We're at season four where he makes all the stuff oh, yeah, for the brunch? Right. Did we just yeah. stumble on one of oh, the incredibly rare error. continuity errors? Oh. <laughs> this is like a this is like a diamond in the rough. This never happens. Maybe he's just out of practice. I guess that doesn't make sense though, because he was all anyway. Season four. Well, why, are, why, just got, uh, why are those bad? Th- those aren't really bad things, right? I mean, what did he know? They, they were louding the the Monte Cristos. Oh, that that's fair. I thought it was the point where he doesn't he say something at the beginning of the episode when he makes eggs, like "How do you like your eggs?" and he's like, "Scrambled." Oh, like, "Good. That's the only way I can make them," or something like that. And it's like oh, that no, seems. Oh, maybe he's just making yeah. a joke for his kid. Right. That's, that could be all right. Okay. Yeah. Because the thing that we know that he makes is omelets because he gives uh, Felicity grief for it. Yes, that's true. I also an egg dish, I, by the way. Yeah, Boom, that's all he can just make. Just call me Scrambled. He eggs, only does too. breakfast. Is yeah. the thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he canonically can only cook breakfast foods. He is incapable of making any other sort of food. Although I think it would be awesome if season six flashbacks were all about Oliver going to culinary school while he was on the island or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. All, like, yeah, I am. He's retired as the Green Arrow. Now he is the Iron Chef. What? Uh, what? So, what do we think Diggle's taken? Is he taken? Miraculu or something? No, Miraculu is blue. Well, so it's what if it's like, uh, it's like yeah, a yellowy? Okay. What if it's yeah. like cut it's with something? injecting honey, <laughs> pure really? honey, pure honey. That's the only thing that fixes he's got, it. He's got bee power. He's got <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to turn into bee larvae. There is a DC. There is a DC uh, heroine named Bumblebee. I think I'm there's Queen sure. Bee. No, I'm thinking of the one who's, um, now I'm going to look her up. She's in one of the Young Justice, Justice League, Bumblebee, yeah. She's married to the guy who is um, a guardian in that unit in, at, at some point. Uh, oh, I'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I remember who you talk about. She's in, yeah. she shows up in, I want to say Justice League or... It's Young Justice. Yeah, Young Justice, okay. Yep. So yeah. it could be maybe uh, this is our Bumblebee origins. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Right. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Anyway. Uh, I always wanted him to be. I always wanted Dig to be Guardian, and they gave that to yeah because uh, we James we over on before, over right? on Supergirl. So mm-hmm. oh, um, that's right. Yeah, I like Diggle being his own guy. That's fine. That's all right. I don't even need him to have a, a portmanteau. He's just Diggle. He's you mean, badass. You mean a moniker? Good enough. Code name, <laughs> pen name. 
I love how they talk about their code names as they're walking about, you know, just, just when people are right within your shot, they're like, why didn't you call me Mr. Terrific? Yeah. (laughs) Their security. We're in a crowded office building. Their security practices going off on why you didn't call me Mr. Terrific right then. I don't, so I don't understand that for two reasons. A, what John just said, it's dumb. B, why are you writing those lines? You have it's like they nothing have to more interesting to, to have these awkward, characters to say, like an awkward moment or something. Yeah, maybe there's got to be something better than that. Yeah, uh, I mean, anyway. all I'm saying is their security protocols are are demonstrated to be not very good. Um, mm-hmm. I did enjoy the bit in this episode where Oliver goes down into the bunker and Felicity's like, "Wow, it's so weird to see you here. I, I'm surprised you even remembered the code." And I'm like. I wanted Oliver to say like we don't even have a code. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just or it's just it's password. It's literally just <laughs> the it's really literally just the elevator. All you do if you can find the elevator, you can go down and you're in the lair. That's how everybody keeps breaking in. <laughs> They've got to fix it. They really do. <laughs> Except for that one time well, they, they, they got think locked Malcolm's in. dead. They think Malcolm's dead, so they don't have to. Black can, Black true. Siren was in there two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's embarrassing come on people anyway uh, so so we uh three episodes in how are we feeling about this good i'm feeling good yeah yeah okay well okay let's do the ritual i gotta say uh, i gotta say i feel pretty good about the flash too the first one i didn't mm-hmm. like very much but the other ones i've liked yeah it's been better same here yeah. they're getting better they, since there's they, nobody around to talk about light, that show which is nice this most recent one uh yes, luck is that's lady. the thing that's the thing it's funny now again. yeah Luck is the Lady is the most recent one as of this recording, yeah. and it is just fun. That's yeah. a very good episode, if only because it introduces a character who cannot be beat by running faster. Yes, finally. Thank <laughs> <Yes>. God. <laughs> like, in fact, my favorite scene in the entire episode is the scene where they knock over the thing full of marbles. <laughs> and it's like, yes, you know right. how easy it is to stop the Flash? Marbles. Yes. Oil. That feels grease, like that feels anything. Like, that feels like right out of the Justice League cartoons or something. Like, Wally right. just or takes like, a spill on the marbles, like something. Or like dumb. your your Silver Age comics or whatever, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I like I liked it a lot. He's the Flash has met his match in Marble Man. Yeah, <laughs> the man who makes marbles. That would be his like nemesis. That's gotta be. That's gotta be an actual DC villain, right? Yeah, I, I mean, bet. Yeah, they have the Condiment King. Come on, they've got to have Marvel, <laughs> Sportsmaster. <laughs> Sportsmaster, don't knock Sportsmaster. Oh, that guy, he's showing up eventually. Oh, I'm knocking Sportsmaster. <laughs> Rene is evolving into Sportsmaster. I'm telling you, he goes bad. That's his final. That's his final form. That's his final form. He's going to go against Diggle. He's going to turn into Sportsmaster. Hockey was just. The I beginning. will definitely watch for that. Hockey's just the beginning. This guy, he's got he's like a, this guy thinks he's like a master of sports. <laughs> he's got javelin. He's got field hockey. Discus. Discus. Mm. You name the sport, mm-hmm. he can master it. That's right. Rugby and American football. Badminton. Lacrosse. Badminton. <laughs> curling. Beer pong. Those, those stones are really heavy in curling. You like you slide them at somebody. That does some damage. It would. It would hurt a lot. Yeah. Um... Anyway, I'm a Biff with a with a caveat. Yeah. Asterisk, asterisk yeah. Biff. Yeah. yeah, Biff. I mean, no, general, general in general, I think. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I consider that a more like uh, uh, season wide issue than a than a 
I mean, it's obviously, one, it's going so to be a problem it. season wide. So it's not necessarily. I mean, I wouldn't tag it simply to this episode. It's hard to. No, it no. is also. Yeah. I mean, understandable. But I also want to see how they decide to tell this story because I think exactly. that goes a long yeah. way to right. to what it looks like. Um, yeah, part of me does feel that they let Diggle down a lot in this episode. Um, but from a narrative perspective, uh, well, first of all, it's unfortunate that he's that he's a black man and they're letting him down quite so much like that. But uh, second of all, he's just such a good, strong bedrock character that in order to take him on, on, a, on a redemption arc or some kind of arc that is akin to the arc that the other characters in this show have had or that's uh, typical for a CW show, you kind of need to take him into a dark place. I don't particularly like the place that they took him, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm willing to wait them out and see what happens. Well, and there's an interesting question here in that. So there was, I saw a bit of an interview with uh, Stephen Amell uh, before the season started, I think. And he mentioned like, oh, there's a big thing at the end of episode two. And he's like, and I was looking to see like whether this was a direction that we were going to commit to. And he's like, and I really felt that we did like that we have committed to this direction. It's not just like, you know one week and then next week oliver decides to be the arrow again right like that's cool yeah and 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 that actually fits the uh reverse uh, demon in a bottle theory like that arc ran for like a year or more like it in order to sell it you can't just let ollie like you can't have renee come by and say like ollie we need you and then ollie just swoops in right it would under it would undercut the whole thing it would cheapen the whole idea that oliver like Oliver, nothing is going to change in theory, right, about William being around. So no. in order for Oliver to put the hood on again, something something has to happen or change in the way that his life is. And, you know, most of the options there are pretty bad in terms of what that would mean. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, a lot of narrative potential energy. Also, we do have the good um, bit here where, uh, you know, Ollie says he wasn't thinking about Lila and JJ. Yeah, when he, yeah. When finally. He him. Right. Well, not finally, but <laughs> how did I'm, I do that? How did I forget that they exist? <laughs> I forgot. Well, you have and, a child. and Diggle actually has a good response I, where he I says agree. that, um, well, you know, he's he's a career military man, and he they came to terms with it when he was already running around as Diggle or uh, <laughs> Guardian, whatever the hell the guy's Spartan, name is, Spartan. Uh, but sure. even before that, right? Like he was a he was, you know. I guess the kid doesn't isn't get born until later, but like you know, certainly this has always been who he is, right? He's always been a soldier, and in some ways that hasn't changed. And I think that's right. a solid argument because it works with this character. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I also really liked what Ollie said to him that he he said he he told Diggle that he has the potential to be a better Gunnar than Ollie was, and I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not pure skills wise, but uh, in the bigger picture stuff, I I believe it. They weren't shooting Does, up, yeah. Well, th- I mean, well, yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> <we> go back. <laughs> but it does raise the question because Dig has had no compunction about killing people of the past, except for Andy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're right. Has he, has he? I don't know. I mean, he has yeah. shot many people. <laughs> it didn't get. Do they have names? <laughs> <laughs> no so except for there andy. you go except for andy yeah and he felt bad about killing the guy with a name <laughs> also his brother. who happened to be his brother sure <laughs> awkward um yeah. 
I, you know, I don't know if we'll go down that way now that he's shooting arrows at people. Killing people? Oh, I, I don't know. They'll just no. It, I, it's gonna hand wave it. It's just like a I, lot of a lot of extremity shots. I like that this was a monster of the week episode. Uh, yes, the bad guys. Whatever. I mean, they had kind of a basically generic bad guy plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evil mercenaries. But it yeah. allowed us to spend more time with our heroes or our, our characters and see how they were interacting and dealing with stuff. Uh, I suspect we'll probably see a few more like that. Uh, yeah. It, it, because the circumstances have changed up so much that we need to see Diggle and the, and the crew interacting in a, in a way um, that we don't need to spend time with, with Oliver doing it anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, we've seen that enough. It's fine. We need to see them handling right. business without dragging, like, the big overarching villain into it yet, right? Like, the yes, plot. Exactly. The plot is not but, about them fighting bad guys. It's about these characters dealing with this change, and the bad guys are the window dressing. Yes. We need to get them up to a, like, a nice jogging pace before the all hell breaks loose well, and a sprint to sprint to save the world kind of and, thing. And it seems like that's going to be the big question, right? Is like, is. Is our dig and the team going to be ready when a big bad emerges, or is that by mid season? I can promise you, by mid season, they won't be <laughs> right. But that's the point. <laughs> Call me crazy. <laughs> or is that the thing that's going to drag? Is that the thing that's going to drag Oliver back into it? Is that it's like, well, we we can't do this without him. I don't know. I hope it doesn't come down like that. But you know, it's yeah, it's certainly plausible though. Right. Uh, I don't know because that means that everybody else failed, and I don't. I don't know if that's true, and I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah. Yep. It's a big question. I mean, it, some of it just speaks to the, the future of this franchise, right? Because can you, can you replace him? Can you replace Stephen Amell? Can you keep him out of the hood, basically, and, like, and say this is done? Because that's a really hard sell. I mean, he is the iconic face of this show and has been for five years. Uh, that's a pretty big change-up if you're going to stick to this and that's the problem it's like that's the inherent problem with tv or comic book plots right is like it's hard to make something that that sticks when it takes you that far out of the formula that made the show a success in the first place right so okay so we're in season six now uh, a lot of shows run for seven seasons let's just say amel is done he kind of wants to be eased out would you guys watch a season seven that was uh diggle well, you know we would. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're not. We're not the question here. <laughs> well, I, I love like that's, that I tried to pose. I tried to pose like a question. But, I had this yeah. conversation with Jason Snell just the other day because we were talking. He was uh, caught part of this episode while he, while he was visiting me, and we were talking about. It, and he's like, you know, I think the same thing, right? Like, how long do you run this? On the one hand, Supernatural's been on for thirteen years. On the other hand, <laughs> sooner or later, these shows, you know, are going to mm-hmm. wear out their welcome. And do you start at a point and start to cycle and, like, rather than have, say, Arrow without Stephen Amell, perhaps have these characters cycle through? So you might keep, you know, make a contract with Stephen Amell that involves him showing up as, like, a recurring character on some of the other CW shows. But maybe you phase in new new DC heroes to sort of take the place. Like, for example, the, the biggest sort of gap in the, like... You you don't you, they they are still trying to like rehabilitate Green Lantern I feel like and we've seen many hints to the Green Lantern property maybe in a couple of years do you launch a Green Lantern show 
that's in this universe yeah. and then you like sort of link it in with the stuff around to keep the you know again keep the old actors around but you can't keep them around forever so you know sooner yeah. or later you have to sort of say okay we've done the we've done the arrow story maybe those characters continue to show up in in various ways but maybe they're not like having their own week-to-week show anymore so yeah, i think that's that seems it. like that's more likely yeah let's make a blood brother pact right now that <laughs> if they make a, a ted court show we're gonna watch that <laughs> is there a show that you're not going to watch if they do it <laughs> uh for a while it was legends <laughs> for a while it was legends <laughs> and i feel yet. really bad because I'd, i felt like i was letting uh sarah down personally well she you were letting sarah me. the writers were letting she sarah me a lot. she's like did you see yeah. that episode i'm like yeah yeah i saw it but i, I never totally, did totally saw it. it was the one where you guys travel through time and mess stuff up <laughs> that show's also getting better that show is getting a lot better and that's the thing yeah. if you have much stronger shows like supergirl and the and the flash sort of recovers a bit and legends has recovered a bit then maybe you don't suffer as much if you take this show off you've still got you've got black lightning waiting in the wings yeah. which hasn't been tied into the larger universe yet but probably will because why wouldn't you if it's at all successful right yeah yeah speaking of shows recovering a lot uh your most recent episode of uh, Rebound was pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Jason Jason was on fire. He was awesome. <laughs> oh, you know, we like to bring in the big name guest stars. A little bit yeah. of stunt casting. <laughs> That's the price for getting a ride from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> you get dragged. Dragged you get onto dragged that show. In, yeah, right. Immediately dragged onto a podcast. <laughs> Here, put these headphones on. Yeah. That's that's the way it goes. I'm sorry. That's right. that's you know we haven't gotten Berlanti on the show yet, but <laughs> that's well, he's always got his sock stuffed into his mouth. Can't have him podcast. Yeah, <laughs> hard to do with the mic. Uh, all right, team. Uh, we have given our opinions. So, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? I'm yep, eager so to see where this goes. Uh, maybe after the, like the in the wrap up next week, we can talk about the total lack of uh, flashbacks and how that sits with us positively yeah <laughs> there there I I, yeah it. positive okay so <laughs> scratch that one off the old idea bucket <laughs> we can talk about it at length though but yeah well yeah it's interesting i mean there's more time yeah. to play with the characters but we'll talk about that some right time. right yeah. yeah sounds good and they, they've really they've done a really good job with the fight scenes this year i think too yeah, well, I, this, think so too. I will i will yeah. uh, shout out in this case the director in this case uh for this episode is kevin tancherone who has directed also, I believe, several episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah. that are usually very they action good, they have heavy. They fight scenes, too, yeah. Uh, and I believe he is the, he's the brother of uh, Marissa Tancherone, who is one of the showrunners on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's directed... Oh, so... It looks like he's directed, as well as S.H.I.E.L.D., he's directed episodes of The Flash, Supergirl, Legends, Iron Fist, and Inhuman. So he's, this is kind of his... I guess he's a, he's a comic book show director. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, I know that one of the guys who was a stunt coordinator t- turned director, I think he's now a That's, producer on the show. Uh, James Bamford, who directed That's um, yeah. the the premiere. The, the premiere year. episode, yeah. Yeah, and he's back. Looks like he's directing the Arrow portion of the crossover this year. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, I mean, he clearly comes from a stunt-heavy background. So it it sort of makes sense that the show's getting a little bit, like the, the fight scenes are getting a little, a little bit more... Wait for it. Yeah. Punched yeah. up. Wow. Wow. Zing. 
Anyway, sorry, my funny clock ran out ten minutes ago. Wish, yeah, yeah, wish we, we could we say the same for this for the the dialogue in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we shall return next week to talk about uh, episode four, which is entitled "Reversal." It's pretty okay. <laughs> We've had a lot of one word titles so far not, this season. Yeah. Don't don't dig into it too much. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll dig into dig. How about that? <laughs> Oh my god! That's gonna All be right, the so that's gonna be his show. That's the title of his, of his of his of his uh his one man show. <laughs> bit, bit by bit by bit <laughs> was a pretty funny joke. <laughs> bit by bit being an sounds 80s like an eighty set to the com. Yeah, that oh, was pretty god. funny. Joke. Yeah. That was terrible. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked it because it was terrible. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. That's I, I think that's it. the it point. Intentionally yeah. bad, you know. Yeah. Right. All right, John Moles. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Guy English. Always a pleasure. No one is more disappointed than me. <laughs> John Daigle. <laughs> Are you quoting him or is that the full line? Like, no one is more disappointed no, than no, me. No, no, there's, a big, it, there's a big line speech. There's a big line speech, but when I did my sponsor read, I expected you guys to make fun of me. So I have a backup line, which is, no one is more disappointed in me than me. <laughs> you only got to use it at the end. But I had to squeeze it in the end, yeah. I don't so know. I, I'm, I might be slightly more disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> fine we'll have smell on next time <laughs> he doesn't watch the show all right um thanks all of our readers for tuning in and we will see you next week 